0: Welcome to the Kasafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to our first episode of the Kasafa Show for 2023, where we'll take a special look ahead to the coming 12 months and plot the Kasafa tournaments through the calendar with our competitions manager, Joshua Nipp. The year has already got off to a positive start with the performances of Angola, Madagascar and Mozambique at the ongoing African Nations Championships, and we wish those three sides all the best. All of us in the Kasafa region are behind you for the rest of the tournament. That trio of nations will no doubt play a crucial role in our calendar this year, whether it be at the flagship Kasafa Cup or the Kasafa Women's Championships, or at our age group competitions for the under-20s, under-17s and the schools. We've invited Josh Nip onto the show this week to outline the plans, taking to account that there are various issues outside of Gustav's control that may see a tinkering with the tournament calendar in the months to come. Josh also gives us some insight into his role as competitions manager and what it takes behind the scenes to put on tournaments. We're joined by Kasafa Competitions Manager, Josh Nip, who is going to go through the 2023 competitions calendar for us and give us a little bit of detail about the plans that are in place, taking into account, of course, that uh, things do change through the year. Josh, welcome to the Kasafa show. I think this is the first time we've had you on, but it's definitely
1: long overdue. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, Thanks for having me. uh, And I look forward to making my debut on the show.
0: So if we just start off,
1: uh, Josh, Traditionally,
0: the Kasafa calendar has been quite stacked in the second half of the year. Quite a lot of our competitions are from sort of late May onwards into uh, for the rest of the of the year. This year, there's a little bit of a potential change um, with the Women's Under 20 competition that we penciled in for April uh, or to start at the end of March and into April.
1: Just um, why have we decided to bring that one forward? Um, so obviously at Kasafa, we... We would like to spread um, out the competitions as much as possible, um, but obviously external factors prohibit us um, to do that sometimes. Uh, so the plan for this year is to spread them out a bit more. Um, so obviously, as you have known, we come off a very uh, busy 2022 calendar, uh, which we had um, three CAF qual- qualifying competitions. Uh, so that does restrict us a bit in our planning. Um, but obviously, as you know, 2023, we kind of moved back to somewhat of the normal Casafa calendar. Uh, in which most of our competitions will, will serve as preparation for upcoming CAF and FIFA competitions uh, this year. Uh, so very exciting that we we now bring back the under 20 women's competition, uh, which which was missing since 2019 and I think that plays a crucial uh, a role in development of, of the women's game. So we look to start that competition at the end of March into early April um, and that's also during the women's window. Um, so that, that's also one factor um, that's played a role in that competition. Yeah, and and
0: I that guess is- important also because we We, of course, have Zambia and South Africa who are heading to the uh, Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. And I'm sure there will be some players that both will be taking who also fit into that under-20 category and, and can get some more international exposure there um, uh, yes of course yeah so if we if we then look forward and, and that is a, a very welcome addition back in the calendar as you say um if we then look forward we have the cassoava cup which is often viewed as the flagship competition um, in the region for our national teams where have we penciled that one in for this year the
1: cassofa cup our flagship competition uh we look to bring that a bit forward um this year obviously we've had some challenges last year because we like to have a competition earlier. Um, um, in the June period or May period um, but unfortunately we couldn't uh, due to some restrictions um, but this year we paid it in for the end of May and beginning of June um, this is this will be before the the, um, the FIFA International window um, so this will serve as good preparation for the for the AFCON qualifiers which are set to take place during that window uh, so teams can come and, and prepare their teams for that competition and that will be staged in Durban again is that correct? Uh, yes that is correct in Durban
0: and um, you know it, it's, it's obviously a competition that we've really seen has grasped the imagination of fans uh, across the region in the last few years but there's from a competition's perspective obviously so much that goes into to putting it on just tell us about some of the things that that do happen behind the scenes in terms of trying to arrange a uh, you know, accommodation for teams and, and and the like. All the travel that we had during the COVID period was also very, very difficult with the Casafica.
1: Yes, there's obviously a lot of behind the scenes um, operational work that, that goes on. Um, what, what the viewers see on TV is just a fraction um, of it, and that's kind of the end product. So behind the scenes, looking at accommodation bookings, flight bookings, um, training venues, match venues, um, those have to be inspected and reach the correct standards. We then have transport, uh, events management, protocol. Uh, so there's a whole massive team behind behind this operation and a lot of planning that's involved. Um, also from the, the host city side of things, they have a lot of responsibilities as well um, that they need to take care of uh, to meet the hosting agreement. Um, so we rely on the host uh, for that as well.
0: And then if we move forward to our, our third competition penciled in for 2023, which is the beach soccer. Uh, also in Durban, um, which was a massive success last year. This, last year was the second year in was held, so this will be the third. Uh, when is that
1: uh, penciled in for? Yes, we're very excited about our beach soccer competition that we re- reintroduced two years ago, um, and this will be our third competition. At the moment, uh, we've it's penciled in roughly for July or November, um, and that is because we are waiting for the final uh, FIFA Beach Soccer World Cup dates, uh, which haven't been released yet. Uh, we know it's going to be take place in the UAE, um, but the dates are not out yet. Um, so I think that's very important where we put those dates in so that teams can prepare uh, for that competition. And it'll also give us um it'll also increase the interest of the competition, um, having having um some teams qualifying for their World Cup. Yeah, and no, of course, last year was such
0: a treat because we had the likes of Senegal, or we had Egypt and whatnot, who um, you know, came on to our shores. As they were preparing for the Africa uh, Beach Soccer Cup of Nations that was happening in Mozambique. So hopefully this year, we might see some more um, teams from across the continent.
1: Uh, yes, definitely. Um, I was at the, the CAF Beach Soccer last year, and I was, I was, chatting, I was chatting to a number of Of the coaches, they're all very interested in our Kasafa competition, they've heard about it Um, so there's a lot of interest and uh, a lot of teams that want to come to our competition so I'm sure they will have some good um, teams uh, come July or November for the Kasafa beach soccer competition
0: and then moving on, our our next one will be the Women's Champions League Kasafa qualifier which uh, once again was a huge success um, last year, Um, we saw Green Buffaloes uh, taking that, beating Mammolodi Sundowns in the final, when is that one penciled in for?
1: Um, So currently we have the Women's Champions League penciled in for for August, August, mid-August, currently the 18th to the 26th of August, um, back in Durban once again. Uh, They've hosted the competition for the last um, two years in a row. Um, So this will be their third year. Um, Once again, we look look forward to that competition uh, where the winner qualifies for the final uh, CAF Women's Champions League, which takes place in November uh, normally of each year. Um, And uh, we look forward to that competition. Um, And then, Uh, The Women's Championship, um, which is our flagship women's competition, um, which will take place in Port Elizabeth uh, once again this year. Uh, We have that set to take place in uh, September, currently penciled in for the 14th till the 24th. Um, That's also during the women's uh, international window. So teams can bring in their overseas internationals and uh, experiment with their their sides. Uh, We're very proud of this competition. It's it's um, just for one Banyana, banyana uh, This is this is where they built their team uh, to ultimately go to CAP and win the Africa Cup of Nations. So uh, we hope we can um, encourage teams uh, to do the same uh, at that competition. Yeah, I think you know if you look at the rise
0: of Zambia as well in the last few years, leading to their qualification for the, the FIFA Women's World Cup uh, this year, definitely the Kosovo Women's Championship has played a role in just helping them develop their squad. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a hugely, hugely important competition for the region in women's football. That that also, I believe, will be
1: during the FIFA women's international window. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. So we'll have um, hopefully a lot of uh, international players uh, coming for the competition and, and failing themselves. And then uh, the under-20 boys, I think, is next on the list. Yes, so the under-20 boys. Um, this year it's not a qualifier for for CAF. Um, uh, but it will be the Casafa Under-20 Boys Championship that will take place uh, between in the men's window in October. So that's around the sixth to the fifteenth of October. Uh, the venue is still pending. We're working on that. Um, yeah, very also a very exciting competition. Uh, we have the Under-20 Afcon this year. Um, this competition will take place after that. So I hope we will have some teams qualifying for the for the FIFA Under-20 World Cup. Uh, which will serve as preparation. Um, And yeah, we're very excited about that one.
0: Yeah. That one's always generates quite a bit of interest. I think we, we often have scouts who come to that tournament looking for sort of the next big thing out of the region. Uh, When I say scouts, I mean, not just scouts from South African clubs, of course, but from clubs in Europe and, and whatnot. So it's another hugely important development stepping stone for, for the boys. Um, and that also straddles the the men's international window uh I think in part certainly so hopefully that'll mean um you know young players for example at PSL clubs will get released uh, to come and compete um and then we have the African schools
1: championship qualifiers that correct uh yes that is correct so um that the uh, 2022 was the overall competition uh, so 2023 uh, the program will continue once again um so we penciled that in for the end of October. That's normally over a three-day period. Uh, we're still working um, on the hosting agreement, but South Africa has um, raised a hand for that. Um so again, we look forward to this very important competition. We saw um, in Malawi last year. Um, some 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 real talent um on the rise. Um, I know some of those players were picked for their under 17 national teams uh, in the um uh, under 17 Girls Championship and the CAF under 17 uh qualifiers in they pitched that place in Malawi in December. Uh, so that just uh, just shows you that there's a lot of talent um, that's undiscovered. And, and the school's competition um, really uh, really aims to, to bring out the talent that um, that hasn't had a platform um, to shine. Yeah, it certainly was a,
0: a wonderful inaugural year last year. So we hope that one will will go from strength to strength. Um, sure, we've been to a lot, of, a lot of tournaments so far, but there's still more to come. Uh, December, we'll see our under-17 boys and under-17 girls compete.
1: Uh, yes, Nick. So, the under-17 Kusafa boys and under-17 girls championship will take place together. Uh, the venue is still to be confirmed. Uh, this will take place in December 2023. Um, yes, last year, it took place during the Region 5 competition, uh, which was in Malawi um, in December last year. Uh, so, this year will be a Kusafa competition, standalone competition. Uh, we hope to have Uh, 12 teams um, for the boys and at least eight teams for the girls. A very important competition for both boys and girls um, in terms of development. Um, Yeah, once again, like we said, scouts. We have a number of scouts that are interested in in this age group as well as the under-20s. We've now uh, set up a a scouting platform. We have a number of scouts from around the world uh, that are all interested in our competitions. Uh, So they they receive the lineups, uh, the video clips of all the players, um, so I'm sure uh, that'll be a very competition and good
0: exposure um, for the players. Yeah, it always is kind of, you know, often for many players, that is their very, very first introduction to international football um, is through the Kasafa under-17 tournaments, where they then obviously move through the age groups. But but this is where it all begins. If We even look at someone like the Zambian, Patson Daka, who of course is doing so well at Leicester City now in the UK. Uh, he started in the under-17 boys um, with Zambia there. Josh, thanks very much uh, on the calendar. I just wanted to, to get a sense from you also uh, to give our listeners a little bit of insight into your role within Kasafa uh, and and what a competitions manager does and, and how you pull this exceptionally busy calendar all together. So if you just sort of Start at the basics with layman's terms. What would you say are kind of the key areas of your role within the organization?
1: So, a competitions manager is generally in charge of all the football related um, activities in the organization. Um, so down from the creating the fixtures, the training schedules, um, the match venues, the training venues, the draw, and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, obviously, there's a lot more to it. Um, is all we, at Kasafa, we use the CAF competition management system, um, in which all our teams are registered on. So competition manager is kind of responsible for taking uh, charge of the, the competition management system, in which all our fixtures are generated, all the points, um, basically all the data is generated on. Uh, which we run the competition on um yeah that's kind of the the overview of the role there's obviously a lot of uh, more technical aspects to it and obviously you get pulled into one or two areas to assist as well um, so, yeah, that's kind of the overview of the role. I've seen you working at tournaments,
0: Josh, and you never stop moving. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> must be one of the busiest people at the at the events, that's for sure, covering so many different areas. and And then just a little bit about yourself, your background and and how you got to into working at Casafa.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's been a journey. I'm at Casafa. I think this is my fifth year now being involved with Casafa. Um, so I studied uh, sports science in university. um I've now my, had my master's degree in sports science. Um, And I also played uh, football, I played uh, semi-professional in the Micepe uh, Championship. So I first worked as a sports scientist uh, um, for two years. Uh, Thereafter, I joined Kusofa as an intern uh, while working at the university in Port Elizabeth. Um, And then after a year of working at Kusofa as an intern, I then started working at the tournaments, um, just as an administrator at the tournaments. And then at the beginning of 2021, I joined Kusofa full-time as the competitions manager. Um, and yeah, it's been a ride since then. I've also now got involved in in CAF um, uh, roles. So I currently also am a CAF stadium inspector and also a match uh, general coordinator. So I'm I'm very um, happy that I'm able to take that experience and bring it to Kasafa and, and better um, our organization over here. Yeah, and I think, you. you know, one of the things
0: we can all be very proud of uh, as Kassaf is how um, well respected our people are across the continent. And, you know, in terms of the roles that they perform, we often hear that Kassaf is the best run region and whatnot. And that's down to the people in the office doing all the hard work. Just, just tell us a little bit about your, your role um, at the beach soccer, uh, African Cup of Nations in Mozambique. Uh, what you had, you know, what what was the,
1: the sort of the daily grind there with that? So yes, I was appointed as a general coordinator for the CAF uh, Beach Soccer Africa Cup Nations Nations um, in Mozambique last year. Um, so it's very similar to the general coordinators uh, that come to our competitions. Uh, which kind of the competitions manager oversees. So kind of I was now the general coordinator, not the competitions manager. Um, So basically it involves everything regarding uh, match coordination. So from the training schedules to uh, the team arrival meetings, to the pre-match meetings, um, match coordination on the day, making making sure the matches start on time. Um, And yes, um, that's kind of the overview um, of the role, so it's you're always you're always the guy running around on um, the ground to make sure everything's fine every, everything's going well, coordinating the national anthems, making sure there's no um, no problems with that and yeah, that's kind of the overview of the general coordinator uh, role. Um, obviously overseeing the stadium as well, making sure everything is fine on match day and and now in this um
0: you know what we could call a, a fellow period in the calendar where they, we don't have tournaments until. April, obviously, you're still busy with preparation and planning. Is that correct for, for the events that are the come?
1: Uh, yes, of course. Uh, you know, we, we have to take, make use of this time we have at the beginning of the year because once once a competition starts, there's kind of no breathing room in between. You're just going from the one uh, to the next. So this period from January to kind of March is very important. Uh, we've had other events um, that normally happen between January and April Side um, so a lot of um, workshops, a lot of courses that happen uh, this year. Um, so yes, Nick. Overall, we're never resting um, at Casava. I'm sure, I'm sure you know that we're always busy, um, always planning uh, for something. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know, you you raise
0: an excellent point there about uh, the workshops and whatnot, because a lot of people, as you said right at the beginning maybe uh, their view of the Casafa tournaments is what happens, uh, what they see on their television or on their, if they're streaming on their computer, which is the actual matches. But there's so much more in terms of workshop and training that goes on. If we think about coaches, administrators, media, even we had last year, um, you know, Casafa always likes to leave a legacy of knowledge behind when it does host tournaments. So, uh, you know, I guess the plan will be again this year to wherever we do host a tournament, have a workshops that are related for relatable for
1: local people in those in those cities or regions. Uh, yes, of course. I think that's that's one of our main goals is to uplift um, the area wherever we wherever we go and host competitions. Um, also, out of competitions, we like to upskill um, the staff in our member associations. Very important. We will upskill some member um, staff in the member associations. Um, then at our competitions, we always have um, the CAF. Um, coaching licenses, Um, admin courses as you said media courses Um, we believe it's very important to upskill the people where we go and and leave a legacy um, behind Uh, this year we also continue um, with the fast footy uh, led by Mark Fish Um, he runs our legacy program uh, we host um, these uh, fast footy competitions at all the uh, tournaments that we run for under 15 uh, boys and girls Uh, it's a very important addition and went very well last year Uh, so we look to continue with that Um, also um, with regard to the coaching courses I think a lot of associations and just do the courses for the sake of doing them uh, so I know we've done the, the DNC licenses um, over the past few years so this year we really want to get those those um, the same people that did those courses and move them onto a CAF B and then eventually onto a CAF A um, and that's ultimately what CASAPHA is we want to develop people um, and make them better and a great career for themselves excellent well thanks so much Josh we really do appreciate your time I think it's been a fascinating
0: insight into the inner workings of gasafra and of course a nice blueprint for what we have planned for twenty twenty three. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much, Nico. It's great to
1: great to be on the show.
0: That's it for another episode of The Casafa Show. We'll be back in the coming weeks to give you more news and views from around the Southern African region. Don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoloduma Radio, Kusafa.tv, Spotify and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.casafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok.